Hey everyone, and welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for joining me for another week of Now What Wednesday. And this week on the show, we have a really fun topic, which I think a lot of people can relate to. It's, I just achieved my dream, now what? And I know this speaks to so many people out there who are goal chasers and dream achievers and, you know, are very, you know, goal-oriented, what do you do after you've worked so hard to build something, create something, get something, you know, be in a position or that dream career or that gold medal as an Olympian? You know, what do you do when you actually hit that goal that you've been chasing after and working towards, you know, for sometimes years? So that is the conversation that we're having today with my guest, Emily McGill, and what happened to her when she found herself living her dream and kind of got to this point of now what? So listen in, let me know what you think of this episode and if you can relate to anything that Emily has to share as it relates to your own dreams and goals. You know, her story is really specific to her career, but this can be applied to so many areas of our life. So a little bit about Emily. She is a tarot card reader and storytelling strategist. After nearly a decade and a half working in entertainment in New York City as an expert communications consultant and Broadway publicist, her path to self-exploration led to healing and evolution and reading tarot cards professionally alongside of her communication work. Emily's passions are unlocking the magic in others, amplifying unheard voices, inner and outer, offering platforms for open dialogue and creating meaningful experience while cultivating community. She is the founder of the Pink Tank, a women's group integrating the personal and the professional, and co-founder of SNOB, Sunday Night on Broadway, a Broadway dance industry party. (laughs) And she is also a member of PR collective Spiral 5, and co-author of their signature course, A Career Rebel's Guide to Modern PR. Currently, she is developing Emily's Broadway tarot cards. So without further ado, let's get to the now what. Have you ever had a situation happen in your life that you weren't expecting, good or bad, and said to yourself or out loud, oh my gosh, I just fill in the blank, now what? Me too, friend, me too. I've had quite a few actually, and in the moment, I never knew what I was gonna do next. Of course, I had to figure it out, sometimes the hard way, but I did figure it out. So join me and some amazing guests this season as we all share our own, I just blank, now what stories, so we can all learn from their transformational lessons to help us all answer that lifelong and often paralyzing question, now what? Well, hello, Emily. Hi. Thank you for having me, Jessica. I'm so jazzed and pumped about our conversation today and your topic and your story because I feel like it's something that so many people can relate to, right? So I just achieved my dreams. Now what? Because whether this is like professional life, personal life, relationships, when you arrive at this place that you've been dreaming of for however long and you get there there's a little bit like but Uh then it's but then there's also that now what question 
that I think so many people ask themselves, especially in, you know, a career or business or that kind of achievement, like it's something that you've been working on for a long time and it's finally here. And that now what question can be exhilarating for some people, but daunting for others, especially if it isn't exactly what you thought it was going to be when you arrive. Totally. And it can be all of the above, right? Like it can be exhilarating and also be daunting and it can be fun and it can be terrifying. And, you know, like all of those things are possible. Yeah. A little bit of a letdown, all of the things, right? So yeah, I'm really excited to hear the story from you. So you're going to take us back to the day, back in time. But before we do that, do you want to share a little bit about yourself with everybody who's listening? Obviously, I just read your glamorous and fun bio, but I always love for guests just to share a little bit about themselves in their own words and share what you actually really want people to know about you. Sure, yeah. So yes, my name's Emily. I'm a tarot reader and a storytelling strategist, and I love bringing people together and like creating space for community, for any kind of like connection, really. It's just, I I love that so much. Probably why you love being a guest on podcasts, right? <laughs> Quite probably true. Yeah, because you get to connect with so many different cool people mm-hmm. who are talking about really awesome things in the world. And it's so fun. I yeah, love it. it is. That It's one of the reasons why I started the show is because I love to have conversations with people too and connect and all that stuff. Okay, so let's just dive right into this story. So I just achieved my dreams. Now what? Rewind the tape. Take us back to a little bit before you achieved it so we know what's going on and then catch us up with with what the story is. Yeah, so I grew up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and there was a lot of like, I got put in dancing school when I was three, I found the theater when I was 12, and I just loved it so much. I fell in love with dancing, with performing, with going to the theater and seeing shows. It's always been part of my life. And I just, the first time I came to New York, I was 12 years old and I just knew that this is where I was going to be. There was nowhere else that I could make my home because there was nowhere else where there was Broadway, which is the epitome, right? Like the top tier of theater is Broadway. So all I wanted was to work on Broadway. And for a long time, I thought the only way you could do that was as a performer or like working on the stage crew. And after I moved to New York, I came to learn about an entire business ecosystem that exists, but you don't think about it, right? All the advertising and marketing executives, the management teams that are, you know, handling the finances, there's a legal team, you have producers offices raising money. So there's a press team doing the PR, there are just social media. I mean, so many different teams and so many different people are involved in this thing. The backstage to the backstage. Right. It's like the business of the business. Yeah. And I I just thought it was so cool. And I ended up getting a job in a PR office working on Broadway shows. Um, I interned at a lot of different places first and was an assistant to a TV star when she did a Broadway show and got to do a bunch of different stuff before I kind of landed in this PR office. And it was just such a great fit. I really enjoyed it. I had the connecting with people. I got to get to know the cast swell of the shows that I was working on. I got to pitch them to the media. I got to set up TV appearances. It was really fun. I was having so much fun doing it. And then I went to a big PR agency and I was their in-house Broadway expert. So I was the person they would go to for anything remotely Broadway. So from 
the Nobel Peace Prize concert and like helping to work on that just because it was like live entertainment to Princess Cruises because they had a Broadway themed show on some of their ships to singers and, and films and HBO doc, like all kinds of different things. And it was so cool. It was great to learn more about the world and entertainment and how things work in an agency setting. But I found that I really missed being in the theater and I just wanted to get back to it. And so when I left that job and returned to the theater, I was, I decided to start my own business and I had a few clients that I was working with and then ended up going to Disney theatrical and doing, working on the Lion King and Aladdin on Broadway. And I'm doing this at the same time as I'm running my own business. So it kind of felt like the absolute best of all worlds. Uh, yeah, working for Disney is like a dream for so many people out there. So that in itself, like as a slice of a slice of your dream pie, right? like done, but then yeah. have then also to be like, I'm in business for myself and like all these other things. Yeah, you would kind of create this world like this is my dream scenario. This is yes. what I want. Yes, it was absolutely amazing. I had so much fun. And there's a, there's a position in the theater called the swing. And that's the person, you, you know, the understudy is the one that steps in if the lead is sick or needs vacation or whatever. The swing does that for the ensemble. And so they're the person that's ready to learn. They know everybody in the ensemble's parts and they are ready to go on at a moment's notice. And there's someone called a vacation swing that comes in when both of those people are on stage. They need somebody else for coverage. And that's what I would joke that I was at Disney because I went back to do Aladdin's fifth anniversary with them and a Women's Day on Broadway. It was part of the 25th anniversary of Disney on Broadway. So it was this awesome experience and I had so much fun, got to work on so many cool things. And it was so much work at the same time inside of a two month period. I had like these epic projects and it was fun, but I also realized that like, that is not a sustainable pace. I hear you, girlfriend. I hear you. <laughs> I'm like, yes, yes, I can. So much of what you're saying is relatable to, to my past life too, which is also in the marketing and advertising world, right. not on the publicity side, but definitely can relate to like, yeah, placing projects, me. you know, high profile celebrity, working mm -hmm. with, with a big brand, very yeah. notable, and just having this intense thing that needs to, kind of like a show that needs to get produced. Yeah. Yeah. And you're exhausted. Right. But you're running on adrenaline. Yes. And it's also fun at the same time, right? So you don't know you're tired because you're having fun, but you are tired. And it's really interesting too, because thankfully there's been a bit of a reckoning in how things are done. Mm -hmm. The pandemic has really been a gift to, to folks to say, okay, that pace is not sustainable. How do we change it? How do we adjust working conditions to make them so that folks stay healthy? And it's beautiful that we're, you know, we've been doing that work, but also I'm like, I don't know that I want to do that anymore. I just opened an off-Broadway play that it's a really fun holiday show. It's called a Sherlock Carol mashup between Sherlock Holmes and a Christmas Carol. And it's so much fun. And like talk about the holiday, you know, we had a big conversation about the holidays and it's just so fun to, 
to be celebrating and that sort of warmth and we're still in this pandemic, but people are, are able to gather this year, thankfully, mm -hmm. hopefully safely. And, you know, there's, I mean, you have to be vaccinated and show negative tests to work in the theater. So I'm getting tested twice a week and, you know, we're all wearing masks the whole time. And still we're able to get together and celebrate. And like we had a toast on our opening night because we couldn't have a party because that's not safe, mm -hmm. right? But the idea that we're able to start coming together again, oh, I'm just so excited about it. Yay, all right. So you are literally like living your dream, right? You're working with all these amazing clients, you're Disney, like, hello, you got your business going, everything's awesome, and but you're exhausted. So what was that kind of, I guess, aha or realization for you? Was it amazing and exhilarating or was it daunting and oh shit and yeah. now what? Like, what, what was not, what was the now what for you? I had in January of 2020, I had my highest revenue month for my own business thus far. And I could not have been more miserable. I was working with a client that was incredibly difficult. The CEO had a difficulty making decisions. So it wasn't even, you know, it was a kind of situation where like, we can, we can fix it if we've chosen the wrong thing. We just need to make a choice. <laughs> Then we can get some information and we can keep moving forward. But until there's a decision made, I'm stuck in limbo. I can't do anything. Yeah. All the, you can't throw any money at it. You can't throw any time at it. You can't throw anything at it if a decision hasn't been made as to what to do. Correct. And when your leadership is not deciding things, you need to, you know, think about that. So it was really, really challenging project that I was working on and I was not happy. And I had a couple of clients that were... I had been working with for a few months. They weren't really sure what they wanted to do going forward. I wasn't sure what I wanted to do going forward. And then March, 2020 hit and we had a pandemic. And, and that was truly the moment where I was almost like off the hook for the thing that I didn't want to be doing before because it was like, oh, now the entire industry that I work in is shut down. So the decision has been removed for me as to whether I need to decide to walk away. It's just, right. it's, and it's closed. You know what happened? You know, what's crazy, Jessica, every time that has happened in my life, that has happened where it's been a moment where I either needed to decide, like I should have decided to leave something and then the decision was no longer mine. And it was just, it happened. Every single time there's been a, a, a now what moment in my life, it has been a moment that has come, it's been like an opportunity to step into. Yeah, there's like, there was a preview <laughs> moment for you to been like, hey, Emily, you need to decide right now. Are you staying on this ride? Are you getting off? And, and then, then fast forward a little, <laughs> fast forward a little forward later and they're like, oh, you're not, you're not on this ride anymore. We're taking you out. And even in, in like old roles and old positions that I was working in prior to, you know, throughout the process of working in different PR offices and working with different companies and on different projects. I mean, it's really crazy to have seen the way it, it has played out. But then when you look at it, you're like, you can see the patterns and you're like, oh, that makes perfect sense. That's why they say hindsight is 2020. Like yeah. everything is so clear when you look of over course. the shoulder and you're like, Oh, there we go. Because right. the, the, looking forward 
it's unknown, right? You're looking into this yes. like future that you yes. don't, you can't predict. Uh -huh. um, but looking in the past, you're like, oh yeah, here's the scene. It plays out. This person does this, this person does that. And it's like the formula just yeah. comes together, but we somehow get amnesia. And when we're looking, looking when we're living it or we're looking into the future, we don't remember the formula. Right. <laughs> and we don't see those cues always of the things that were super clear when we just looked backwards. Okay. So were you starting to, are you starting to like t t tune in to that intuition Absolutely. better? And so like the decision yeah. and then the decision being made for you closing the gap or not happening as frequently, like what's the lessons that you've been learning? Well, therapy has been a huge one. <laughs> Amen, sister. I think right? everyone be in therapy. Needs to everyone be should therapy. be in therapy. Um, it. I have a pretty high level of self awareness to begin with, but therapy has sharpened that tool for me to what can sometimes be a detriment. Right? That like I am so hyper aware of some things that it's like you just need to relax a little bit. <laughs> But, but yeah, I mean, therapy has, has changed everything. And I've been doing that for about seven and a half years. So I was relatively early, not relatively, I don't know. I was about a third of the way into my PR career when I started and maybe a little more. And it was because my grandma died. It was another now what? It's like, oh, I just lost this person who I was very close to. She was a very complicated woman, but we were very close. And so it was an, you know, that was an interesting time. And that's what initially took me to therapy. And for the next seven and a half years, I've been going regularly and it's, it's changed everything because it's helped me see those patterns more clearly as I'm moving through them. Yeah. And so, not always as a hindsight. Not always. And sometimes you see parts of it more clearly than others. So it's like when you're on a road trip and you see like your signposts, it's, you know, it's a little bit of that. But for the most part, it's also just trying to be super present and like not looking too far forward because that's a trap that I fall into a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, being present versus forward thinking or living in the past. Uh, not necessarily forward thinking, but like focusing too much on the future and the unknown because that's also where I then slip more into fear than curiosity. Mm. And so, you know, because they're the same thing, right? Like fear and curiosity, it's just a matter of how you're approaching it. So, yeah. So you get to this, you know, pinnacle dream part of your career and you mm -hmm. have a realization like it's, it's not what I want anymore. Mm -hmm. People who have invested a lot of time and a lot of money and yeah. in, in building a career or a business and whatnot, mm -hmm. and they, and they kind of get to the top of the mountain. Yeah. And have a, like a aha moment of like, okay, I'm great. I'm here. Yep. I don't know if I want to hang out here anymore. Yeah. And they're like, let's go back down the other side of the mountain. What was there that like was, for you? There's an incredible legend of a man named Andre de Shields, who is a Broadway performer. He's got, I don't know, his career is like more than 50 years long. This man is, and he's exquisite. He's just so exquisite in every way. And his Tony Awards speech a few years ago, he shared three tokens of wisdom, one of which has stuck with me a lot. And I'm so thrilled that you already started this because you said you get to the top of the mountain. And he says, the top of one mountain is the bottom of the next. So it's not about going down the mountain. It's about recognizing that that now has become a valley. And now you work your way up another one. 
and you just don't know, you might not know what, the, what mountain it is when you start, but like taking the, the small steps every day towards it, like you discover along the way what mountain it is. And I think that that's been the gift for me during the pandemic is like walking on this new path of flowers, trying to figure out where I'm going. And all of a sudden now I'm like, oh shit, now I'm part way up this mountain. Let's we gotta figure out what this is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that because so many people would default to the thinking of like, you're going down the other side and not seeing it as, oh, here's, I'm now at base camp again for this another epic climb. I just didn't see it before because it was in the clouds and I was too far away from it. But now that I'm at, it's in my atmosphere, <laughs> I'm now seeing that the mountain actually, I wasn't at the top. It was just one of like the stops well, along the way. It's, it's the top of that mountain. Yeah. Right. And then it's okay. What, what, what's the next one? So I guess my next question, which I ask all my guests of, you know, now what, what, what's your next mountain? What are you working on now that you've stepped away from being on Broadway? Yes. Well, I haven't totally stepped away from it. I want to still be involved in the community, but not in the role that I had been playing prior to this. Not intensely involved like you were before. Right. But also just doing something totally different. So um, I was introduced to the tarot by my therapist. She introduced me to the tarot and we would pull a card every now and again while I was in a session if I had a question about something. And so after a while, I was looking for a daily practice, something small. And I, she asked me, why don't you, why don't you pull a tarot card? And I was like, well, I don't, I don't own a deck. And she said, you can download this app on your phone. It's like 10 bucks, you know. Expensive for an app, but cheap for a tarot deck. <laughs> right. Like buy a tarot deck, get Download a digital that. version. Yeah. Right. Check it out first. See if you're into it. Right. It's like an, a, a good way to try it out. And your phone is so imbued with your energy because you're on it so often that like there's no way that it's not going to be like that the, the deck is not going to be resonating for you immediately. What's the name of the app? It's called the Osho Zen Tarot Deck. Okay. Osho Zen Tarot Deck app. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know if the app is actually part of the name, but that <laughs> people can look it up. That's all we need to know is that yes, people yeah. now know how to find exactly the, the link to when we're done. Yeah. So I downloaded this app and I started pulling a card every day and it's made it so great too, because you can just tap it. So it'll give you the, the image of the card. And then when you tap your screen, it flips it over and it gives you the description. And so you can actually learn more about what each of these cards means in this particular deck through that app, which I think is just the coolest thing. So I started doing that regularly. And then I started using that to read for other people. And I was like, okay, well, I, I really need to get a deck. So just before the pandemic, one was gifted to me and I started reading for others. And then of course, everything shut down. So I started doing digital readings. So I would read for people on FaceTime or Zoom or, you know, whatever their preferred messaging, you know, communication contact would be. I've been doing some tarot readings and now I'm working on my own tarot deck. That's a Broadway tarot deck. So I'm- Your two I'm, worlds are colliding. Exactly. And I think this is the other part, Jessica. You know, the now what is, it gave me an opportunity to really explore when we slowed down during the pandemic, to really explore who I am, what lights me up, like what are the other facets of me that are not this singular? Publicist, Emily. 
yeah, this singular ambition of working on Broadway and like, and, you know, being at the center of, of the craziness, like when that's not the, the primary focus, what else is there that we get to look at? The lesson has been that there are so many facets to me and to who I am, and they're all welcome at the table all the time. I and love so that. I've been much, thank you. I've been much better about being 100% authentic in every situation that I'm in, no matter who it is that I'm with. From my brother and his fiance, who are my roommates, and, you know, they are both, like, these awesome sober dudes who, like, you know, live their best lives, and to, like, my best friends, to my parents, like, you know, like, I'm a big fan of cannabis medicine. I use it quite a bit. And like, I'm not apologizing to my parents for that anymore. I'm a grown ass woman. I'm going to do what I want to do, you know, and I'm not sorry either, <laughs> you know, even to my clients and the producers of the shows that I'm working on, you know, I will talk about how Mercury's in retrograde and that's why your tech is screwed up. Or, you know, I will talk about the moon phases or whatever your astrology sign is, or your, you know, if you want to chat tarot, I'll do that too. I mean, I'm, I'm just not. You're not hiding that part of you correct. because of your, you're in a certain environment or situation that, correct. that may or may not be appropriate in the eyes of other people. Yeah. I don't really give a shit anymore what other people think. <laughs> it's so freeing, right? Yeah. I mean, to that, to a degree, you know, there's definitely some conditioning there that I'm still working on. And societal stuff, you know, acceptance is literally like wired into our DNA because that's how we stayed alive millennia ago. <laughs> that part hasn't gone away, but there is a real beauty to like just saying this is who I am and I'm not, I'm going to stand in my power. Okay. So for anybody who's listening, who's been living under a rock for the last century and knows nothing about tarot or tarot cards, can you do like the kindergarten version explanation of what these cards are and, most, and yeah. how they work. Absolutely. And it's, you know, it's not living under a rock as most people, right? Because like tarot is considered part of the occult because, and the occult is like, it has a scary connotation because of how it's been used in language, but actually it just means something that's on the fringes. So like, it's something that's not like that there's not much knowledge around really. And so it's not scary when you talk, when you like consider that as the, the basis of it. But I always like to say that the tarot is like a physical or a visual representation of information that you hold within yourself. So it's something that you know, either in your heart or your gut, but it hasn't made it to your head yet. Right. We have neurons in our guts. Like our guts are smarter than our heads in some ways. Oh, I always say your gut <laughs> is your body's first brain. Mm -hmm. And so there's something, you know, that hasn't made it upstairs quite yet. And the thing I love about the tarot is it's a, it's a way that shows you outside of that, outside of yourself. So you can like intellectualize it if you need to and see it and receive it in a different way in something you already know. And so I think it's just so beautiful because it's, it's basically like, a, I don't know, like texting yourself, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like texting your spirit in some ways, like it, it gives you access to something that you wouldn't necessarily otherwise have access to. Oh my gosh. I love that because 
think about like you texting a friend and you're sharing some wisdom or some insight, you know, in this conversation, your friend normally is like sending you really, really good advice. So what if we actually did that for ourselves? Like what if we were our own best friends telling ourselves all the things that we would actually share with some other human from a loving perspective, best intentions, you know? Yeah, that's, that's kind of cool. So this tarot card is kind of like you just providing yourself some information that you already knew, but you needed someone literally just to send it to you. Yes. That's an awesome way to describe it. Cause I've never heard it described that way before. Like I've had, you know, I've been in situations, workshops or whatever, and there's tarot decks floating around and everyone's like, pull a card and you pull a card and they're like, here's the book. Here's what it means. I'm like, okay, cool. I, but I've never, I don't know exactly what it, what, what it all is. I love the fact that you kind of just explained it a little bit better for me. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, you know, there, once you demystify it, you're like, oh, okay, cool. Like, you know, it's not so scary. And again, I think that's, that's that fear versus curiosity thing that we were talking about earlier, Mm -hmm. repeating back in saying, when you, when you get a little bit more the info about it, you're like, oh, that doesn't seem so different. Sorry if you're hearing trucks. I live in the middle of New York City, a block and a half from Times Square. Oh my God, you literally are in the heart of the city. Yes. I'm guessing it's a little bit quieter now than it used to be, but are you guys like pretty much back to full on mobility out there in the world? Lots of mobility. A lot of businesses have unfortunately closed during the pandemic, Mm -hmm. but that also means there's opportunity for new businesses to come in. So Mm -hmm. that's been happening too, which is good, Good. but it's been a little wild. It was pretty dead, you know, for the first year plus. And then summertime, obviously things lit up. And now that, that Broadway is open again and things are happening, the holiday shows happening, things like that. Things life, are life again. back in the neighborhood. Yeah. Awesome. Not quite there, but I'm okay with that, right? That the little bit of a slower pace you talked about. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So, this is your now what? Now what for you is is marrying two two loves of yours. This yes. newfound passion for tarot and how it's these amazing messages to yourself to get mm-hmm. help you get clarity and yep. your past love of Broadway. Tell me about this Broadway deck that you're developing. Yeah. So I have been working with a dramaturg for about a year and a dramaturg is the person who basically takes the playwright's vision and makes sure that everything is accurate to the world that they've created. So that could mean that if it's a historically accurate play that like the history is all in line, that could mean if it's a fantasy that all of the things line up with how it's been, you know, supposedly laid out. So it really kind of can change depending on the project. So I've had her working with me to help me make sure that things are edited as we go and that like the alignments are right. And, you know, I'm, it's my deck, but it's really nice to have someone to bounce ideas off of. Mm -hmm. And then I've also found an illustrator who's just awesome. And she's been getting really creative on different styles and ideas and things. So we've been playing with it and we'll see what happens in the future. I don't know it's very much in development. I don't know how long it's going to take, but yeah. I'm not trying to rush it. Yeah. And cool. that's crazy lesson this pandemic has taught me is like patience is something that you need to practice every single day. It's the lesson that keeps showing up in people's <laughs> lives because it's one that we need to continue, continually learn. Like I know for me, patience is the lesson that 
I'm learning in different scenarios all the time. Everyone, like my whole life is like, patience, Jessica. This is a lesson <laughs> in this scenario, patience. Um, cool, all right. So yeah, we will, you'll have to let us know when that goes live and sure. we'll yeah. make sure that people get to, a chance to check it out. So let's do something fun. I've never had like a proper tarot card reading. Yes. Do you wanna do one virtually right now? So like I'm we can yes. explain this to the, to the listeners if they're interested yes. in learning about more about tarot. Yes, yes, yes. I could just feel you like, please ask me to pull your card. Please ask me to pull your card. Um, okay, I'm gonna shuffle for a minute. And um, so that's the sound that y'all are hearing with these cards. This deck is called the True Heart Intuitive Tarot. It's beautiful. It's by Rachel True, who's an actress. Mm -hmm. She's most well known for the craft and for Half Baked, but she's done a ton of a ton of work all over. And she has this beautiful deck as well. Everyone's like, "Oh, because of the craft," and she's like, "No, I was doing this actually before that." But thanks. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, she's so rad. So these are her cards and they're really beautiful too. Okay, so we'll put those in the show notes too so people can find them somewhere. Awesome, yeah. Okay, so first thing is what do you want to focus on? Because that's something too, do they, when you're in those workshops and they're passing around cards, are they ever asking you to like put any intention behind it? Nope, the the, car, the deck just kind of goes around the room and someone's like, pull a card. And I'm like, it's okay. a world of difference, right? So yeah. like, what's the intention? Like, what is it that you want to explore? Well, it's 2022. It's a brand new year. We're in our new season of this awesome show. So let's focus in on I Just Blank Now What? And what the future may hold for this beautiful show and where it's going to go. All right. Amazing. So we're going to do three cards. We're going to do a past, present, future. So we're going to see where you've been, where you are, and where you're headed. Love it. I love a good trilogy. Yes. <laughs> Three acts of a play, too. Totally. All right. So I'm going to give this one more shuffle, and then you are going to cut the cards. Okay. So you are going to tell me when to stop as I rifle through them. Stop. Great. So this first card is your past. And it, this is the death card. So there are two parts of the deck, the major arcana and the minor arcana. The major arcana are our magic cards. So when they show up, we pay special attention. They also correspond to the human soul's evolutionary journey. So there are 22 cards, numbered 0 to 21. And they start with the fool, which is the first. It's a very fresh and, and away we go, right? It's the first steps of a journey. There's a lot of naivete. There's a lot of trust. There's a lot of excitement. And then as we move through, we get, you know, we start to learn some lessons. We have experiences. We move on, right? And so the death card is number 13. So this is two-thirds of the way through the major arcana. And... You think of this as like death, but it isn't. It's actually the death of the life that no longer served you, right? So this is everything we've just been talking about this whole time. I was about to say, like for season one, 
you know, there was definitely topics about death, you know, you sure. know, guests who came on to talk about being a widow, guests who came on talking about the death of, you know, their parents and being caregivers and illness <laughs> and the death of, you know, people's businesses and careers. Yeah. So yeah, there was lots of that in season one for sure. But look, and you know, if you see this card, and I'm not sure that anyone is, you know, if you're going to show any of this video or not, but this, we see the rib cage of a skeleton protecting the being inside who's opening themselves up to like, you know, clean it out basically, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, let's clean out your heart a little bit. Yeah, and that's so beautiful. That's kind of where you're coming from. I love it. How does that feel? That feel sounds like it really resonates. Yeah, it definitely resonates and definitely was the intention when I started the show of wanting to share people's stories so they can let it all out and use it as a healing tool for themselves, but also as lessons for others to know, like, A, they're not alone, you know, someone else is going through what I'm going through and waking up every day, knowing whatever life throws at them, they will be able to figure it out. Yep. Yeah. So that card. Right, because you've survived a hundred percent of your worst days. True story. <laughs> True story. Okay. So that's card one. What's next? This is our present card. Oh my gosh, another major arcana card, the moon. Woohoo! Oh, I love this one too. So the moon is after, this is uh, 13, nope, sorry, death is 13, this is 18. So this is, we're getting close to the end of major arcana. This is towards enlightenment, right? And this card is a lot about intuition, about the feminine, <clears throat> about receiving, about the tides, about emotion, you know, we can see that this huge, beautiful full moon that's like popping. It's got the, oh, Megatron's cube around it, which is like sacred geometry. There are two towers. We see the enlightened pyramid flowing into a river of stars with a wolf and a dog howling at the moon. That's intense. Yeah. But it's also like, we think about the full moon and how like, everyone acts a little more intense around a full moon, right? Mm -hmm. Like we're also so much water that the moon affects us. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes, because the tide rises and yep. you know, with the full moon, I, I'm an island girl, so yeah, surrounded by water all the time. Huh? <laughs> and, lo and love the beach, so yeah. And we as humans are actually 70% water. Yep. So it totally makes sense that yep. we react to the moon cycles. Yeah. Ah, that is wild. That's so like, cool. That's why women have moon cycles also. Hmm. All right. Okay. Yeah. Love so this. That's the present. Yeah. That you're like, like moving through intuition and moving, I think from intuition. All right. I like it. Yeah. And also like we were talking about before, like knowing that you can't see what's ahead for you. And like knowing that it's okay to not be able to see that. Yeah, especially for a planner, that's a challenge, <laughs> right? Do you have some Virgo in your chart? I'm an Aries, so I was born in April. So I don't think Virgo is anywhere close to that. But you might have one, some of your other planets might be, oh. your moon, your rising, some of the other planets that- True. That... I don't know much about all mm -hmm. of that astrology, um, yeah. astrology stuff. So probably maybe there's a little Virgo in me anywhere. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But yes, you know, it's really hard to, to trust when you plan. So I feel that. Mm -hmm. I have Virgo moon. That's why I was asking. 
Okay, I'll need to go look that up. Yeah, because I'm, I'm like, oh, let's plan out season two and let's, you know, but at the same time, I've got to kind of be like, well, let's just see kind of what unfolds. Mm-hmm. And so let's see what unfolds for your future mm-hmm. card. Sounds good. Let's do it. Another major Arcana card. This is the Lovers. Oh, okay. Tell me about this one. The interesting thing about the Lovers is most people think it's about romance, wherein it's actually about partnership and relationship of all kinds. So this can be relationship, yes, with a significant other or with a family member, a sibling, your best friend, your high school ex-boyfriend, your self, right? Like relationship with yourself and, and how you work on that and process that. And so, I mean, you're talking about season two for the podcast, like it's going to be all about relationships and connecting with people, which is literally the reason why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like it couldn't be more in alignment. Yeah, and so far what we've we've have in the can for season two, there's a lot of relationship talk and there's some oh. episodes coming up that will definitely be living that card. There you go. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? But cool. not crazy. My best friend and I like to say it's amazingly normal. Amazingly normal. Oh my gosh. I love it. That should be a hashtag. Can you do me a favor when we stop recording? Take a photo of all of those oh, cards yes. for me and send them oh, to yes. me. Because we'll make sure that uh, we include these when we publish on this show so people can see what we're talking about. Yeah, they're really beautiful. And, you know, it's really cool because you can also see the through line between them, right? So you see from the death comes the intuition and then leads to the new relationships, right? Love it. We have to make space for new things in our life by releasing the things that don't serve us anymore. Yeah, absolutely. And I recently have decided to let go of something so I could focus more on the show and help nourish the relationships that I'm going to be making with all my amazing guests here. So yes, all comes together with a nice little bow. Don't you love when that happens? Yeah. Well, the cards never lie. So cool. Oh my gosh. That was so much fun. So, um, Emily, where can people find you if people want to learn more about tarot, more, learn more about you and what you're doing? Tell the people where where you live and where you hang out the most online yes. in the virtual world. Yes, my life is on my website, which is emilymcgillentertainment.com. It is long. I am sorry. <laughs> and uh, Instagram is really where I spend the most of my online time. My Instagram is Emily Ann MCG, and that's Ann with an E, A N N E. So Emily Ann Ann and E M C G. And that's awesome. my Awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, I will definitely be following you real soon as so we can stay in touch and hang out and I can learn a little bit more about you and your, your tarot deck that you're you're producing, which is super cool. If you had three things to share with somebody who has reached their dream mm-hmm. and now are feeling some feels and are uncertain as to what's next for them, what little tidbits would you share? I would say to get curious, to invite your inner child to participate and to, this is the hard, this is the hardest part, to release yourself from expectation. Because when you put expectations on yourself, then the pressure is different. But if the expectations are not there, the inner child gets to play and you're curious with the world, like an Alice in Wonderland kind of vibe, right? Like then 
anything's possible. And the outcome is the outcome. Yeah. I mean, you know, what anything that's meant for you isn't going to bypass you, you know, and when you might want it might not be the right time for you to get it. But it could circle back. Yeah, it will if it's yours. Yeah, if it was meant to be. It was meant to be. Cool. Awesome. Those are really good three little nuggets. Well, um, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Sure. It's been awesome hanging out with you and learning about more about tarot. So if you are listening and you loved this episode, be sure to share it and go and like it and subscribe in all the places where this podcast lives. And if you know somebody who may be going through a similar story, well, maybe not like on Broadway, but going through a situation where they've, you know, kind of hit the top of their fields or their dreams have been, you know, realized and they're now trying to figure out what next, share this episode with them because it just may help them figure out their now what. So that is it from me. Thank you so much for listening and we will catch you next week with another amazing Now What Wednesday episode. And as always, come find me at jess.loves.life on the gram and say hello. Love always hearing from the listeners. Okay, that's it from me. Bye guys. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it more than I can say. Did you love this episode of I Just Blank Now What? If you did, be sure to subscribe on your fave podcast platform. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review. I do love reading them. And if you know somebody who's experiencing this story or something similar, please share this episode with them. It just might help them figure out the answers to their own now what questions. Have you recently had a now what moment and aren't sure what to do? Reach out to me at jessicastevens.ca and submit your story and I'll help you figure out what to do, how to move forward and help you answer now what. See you on the next episode.